Totes and dozy, 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 Well, we know for sure um, there's been at least one other Teresa Banks. I don't know what's happening. Stop. Wait, Stop. The, the, there's a spotlight on McKay right now. <laughs> what's that white horse doing in here? What, what was that, McKay? The, the white horse? It is happening again. What's happening, McKay? Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh. So, oh. pretty much, Leland's a wild boy. <laughs> All right, that's what we that's what we learned this week. Is that Leland's a wild boy. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Thanks for well, listening. Um, this was a good. This, that's it. That's all we got for you guys today. Now, I got a couple questions for Kenna at, here at the gym. I don't jump. know anything. Don't ask me. Kenna, did you ever suspect <laughs> that the killer of Laura Palmer was no, Leland Palmer? I actually didn't even for like one second. That's great. I'm, I'm really glad. I had like four different speculations and that wasn't even one of them. I thought it was at one point when we were originally watching. Did you have it spoiled for you beforehand? No. Me neither. It was for McKay. Yeah, it was I for me. How not. was it spoiled for you? Um, I think I was just being dumb and snooping around on probably like a subreddit or something. You would, I mean, you I wouldn't even. That's, the, that's and the problem with like search bubbles. Candy's done Yeah. Is you get caught in a onslaught well you really do and you and you hope that like you know especially on reddit this is gonna show how much of a soy boy i am but like you'd hope that like i grew up in boston (laughs) (laughs) actually i grew up in reddit (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like those edit things where it like i grew up in reddit Reddit. Reddit. (laughs) um no but you hope that people mark Spoilers with a spoiler tag. Yeah, I know. But they don't always. No. Nope. So um, whores. They don't. Yeah. Big old whores. Big old whores. Stay away from like anything. I, yeah. I, if, if I could do it again, I just watch the whole show through, not looking up anything. I'm trying to remember the worst. Like. Like spoiler. I think that I had Fallout 4's ending spoiled to me the day I bought it by some freaking POS kid I was in class with. I'm not gonna do that to you guys right now. If you're even if there's one person that wants to play Fallout 4, Brad, I think you were you're kind of like this, weren't you? Why? Yes, I was. Um, yeah, I totally was. Uh, but for Leland, Leland, I watched this episode with you the first time. Yes, you did, and then I had to drive you home in the middle of the night. I was completely like swept by this whole thing. I didn't like it. It made sense. You know, it made yeah. sense that it was him, but I wasn't even thinking about like that at that point. I feel like that much. I was just like so shocked by the whole thing. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it wasn't until after we watched it that I looked up like facts on the episode. And I was like, oh, that's, that's the reveal. Yeah. We didn't know that that was the official no. reveal. Yeah. I thought that Bob was Bobby body hopping. Yeah. But he that's wasn't. That's kind of like why I was asking. That's why you're like, oh, I'm a little confused. And to, yeah. be, to be fair, I was like, kind was of worried. Like, I was like, maybe we shouldn't say anything to Kenna because it might be better for you to mull over it and stuff. But I think you and me afterwards kind of were like, 
talking about it and yeah talking about things we had read well also yeah no it was him that's that's what we're supposed to think and it was the episode was set up cbs was advertising heavily yeah it's like find out who killed laura palmer which is great because the entire first three-fourths of the episode you're like ben horn yeah Yeah. true i was like yes this is actually what i wanted all that was happening we're watching i was like i'm not satisfied i don't like that yeah and then when it was leland i was like Perversely, I like that. Like, like in I'm the not... best poetic way, I like that. I'm really like. But torn. it's it's so unsettling and unnerving yeah, though. Like, very it doesn't slide. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But I think that's the point. Is it's not supposed to make a These lot of sense. Be... Have you seen Firewalk with me? Yeah. The woods are wondrous here. What strange. Yeah, I just feel mostly bothered. Like, yeah, it's, bobdered. It's, uh-huh. it is bob, bob. You're bobdered. I'm very bobdered right yeah. now. Yeah. Bob, bobdered. Yeah, so, sometimes whenever... Bobdered. We all got turded by Bob today. I'm about to kill her. I'm really bobdered. Bobdered. <laughs> can you imagine? Can, what if that's how he talked instead of like that? Yeah, it was like, bobdered. I'm really bobdered today. <laughs> sometimes whenever, like, after the episode, whenever I was, like, getting stuff ready for this, I looked over and I saw a man in all denim with gray hair sitting on our couch. And then it turned out it was just Brad. I... <laughs> that's the nice Canadian I, um, tux, right? Yeah, that's the Canadian tux. I read. We'll get it. I can get into this later. But I read a short story today from H.G. Wells called. I grew up Red in Boston. Room. Well, actually, I grew up in books. Continue. It's not really a book. It's <laughs> in a book. It's just, a deep cut, though. The book was put together by the guy who killed those people on the set of. Uh, the Twilight Zone, Mark Landis. Oh my gosh! Um, but it's a it's a book of short stories that he's trying to make money off of, which is great. Good for him. Um, okay, can I tell you a quick story? I just thought it was cool because it was called The Red Room. Is all. But yes. Oh really? Yeah. My one of my <laughs> film professors in one semester brought up that Landis maybe once every three weeks and would be like, and he's totally responsible for those deaths. Those were completely preventable. Mm-hmm. He would bring that up all the time. That's hilarious. I think he was like personally involved with someone on set and oh knew what was going on. He was like, that was completely preventable. And he's going to, he, he has to die with that. He he, was, it was just like, everyone be like, okay, cool. Like, that's not what we're talking about. But yeah. he would bring that up all the time. Also his son, Max yeah, is a, uh, is a piece of garbage. Yeah. Anyway. Gosh. Climax or not climax. Hopefully Chronicle. Max. Chronicle. Good movie. Listen. Terrible writer. Good movie, uh, Superman, American Alien, great comic book. Max Landis, disgusting. Yeah. What were you going to say? Oh, Max. We, we, uh, you can, uh, let's move on. I don't know what I was going to say. Okay. I'm just dropping fire tonight. We're going to, we're going to head on over to the, uh, the book house real quick and we're going to. Look at my widow knuckle. Sorry. We're gonna There's do some book things. For those of you at home, it has yeah, a scab on it. It has a scab from my co-accident. Cause it got boned. This this hell's itch. It's burning. It sucks. Also, I ate four donuts, so I'm just I feel like Jabba the Hutt with the hell's itch. I'm like, <laughs> Jabba the Hutt with hell's itch. My favorite part of this Twin Peaks episode. <laughs> and I, well, I just want everyone to know that. Harrison is wearing all green today. I am. In honor mm-hmm. of this episode. Yeah. I don't know why. It's because uh, the woods here are wondrous. Yeah, okay, sure. And strange. That um, they are. What, the um, what, they what is that material that is on? This is something I am 
also, hold on, hold on. What is that material? Baize is what it's called. Baize is the material that's on um, pool tables. It's green. Okay. <laughs> and, hold on. It's just stupid. There was, okay. It's There's baize. a Theo Vaughn story where Theo Vaughn is talking about how this guy made a bunch of pool tables and he made them with wood that had been damaged by termites and so the tables would fall apart really quickly oh, man. so they started he said they started selling these fancy shirts made of that material and he's that's like, it was like a christmas shirt kind of thing that's, so that's awesome. hilarious okay so uh major bookhouse news i have for everyone is that twin peaks is leaving netflix in june Oh my goodness. Wow. It's going to Paramount Plus. So I got Paramount my. Plus. Mm. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, there you go. So uh, I got my Twin Peaks box set. I'm 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 sitting pretty over here leaving, from Z we're, to A. We're leaving the golden age of streaming. Yep, yeah, because it just because becomes it's, cable. It's just cable now. It's, it's cable gonna now. it's gonna just it's just cable. And soon they're just gonna put st- they're gonna start putting ads on yeah. streaming services and like, then it's all over. As soon as Netflix had HD. And like caught up to like, uh, like Directv and content. Yeah. It was like, oh, this is totally worth it. And it's yeah. like we've been living in this golden age where it's like we, Hulu and like Netflix are like, you're covered basically. You don't mm-hmm. need to have yeah. Directv or anything. And then now it's like, we're just gonna have to pay out the nose. It's fine though. Um. I'm all for people making. We'll just bring money. piracy back. I know, I was about to say it. It's just as uh, We'll bad, go back though. to the early 2000s where we just pirated everything. Because I don't think, I, I'm curious as to the creators of these things, how much money they make whenever you watch something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Does it, David Lynch make a dime when someone I watches I gotta, uh, it on Netflix? So, Will uh, it still be on, sh- oh, it's not on Showtime. It's on, uh, it's on Hulu, but I think it's probably leaving Hulu as well. Yeah. Also, Twilight Zone is leaving Netflix. What? Holla at your boy also buying a, tw- a Twilight Zone box set right now. So that's, Wait, that's cool. good. Yeah, you're, you're that's my be, second favorite TV you're show. You're gonna of be all the time, only so. person that has any power towards you, and you're like, I own these things. Yeah. Oh, you want to watch oh, that? Like Come I'll, on over. I feel like I want to buy that. That's too. probably the better. Yeah, that's the better strategy. I feel like to just own. The yeah, I mean, it's gonna. <laughs> or at least own them. Watch visually. it get to the point where, uh, you know. Blu-ray is gonna make a comeback like vinyl oh did. Yeah. Guess what? If you I own, still buy Blu-ray if you own, I feel like I'm, all of us still buy. That's not like a weird. Oh, thing. I, I no, you've yeah. seen my collection. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, if you buy legally, mm-hmm. if you buy a movie on iTunes or if you buy a movie on Amazon, they have the rights mm-hmm. to take it away from you at any point. You don't actually own it. It's really? like a lease. Yep. What? Hmm. The, if you digitally own a movie, you don't actually own it, which is why no one can come in and take That's my, so, yeah. you know, Too Fast, Too Furious Blu-ray. I also heard it's, I was reading something that's saying, like, it's not, I don't know, it was like the environmental impact from downloading a video game versus buying one, and it said, like, downloading them is just as bad, but I was like, that makes no sense at all. They got a lot of hamsters and wheels. That have to spin. Getting them to you. And the gas that they create actually heats the environment. Yep. No, um, yeah, physical media is uh, definitely a lot more, like, trustworthy yes yeah i guess this isn't do you have any other bookhouse things this isn't really a bookhouse thing but i today realized that i had bought an album from dean hurley Ooh. that makes a lot of like spooky atmospheric really really awesome stuff and i had his tracks for this playlist that's right for like a cartoon thing that i was working on but I realized that he made the slow 30s music, which is not yep. in this 
season. But anyways, no, yeah, yeah. And then you know more about this man than I do. He uh, works for David Lynch personally and works with him in the studio pretty much every day in his no house idea. in L.A. I had no idea. There's a good, cool. there's a good like uh, mini doc on the sound of season three. That's, that's that it, it just interviews Dean Hurley. That sounds like and the coolest. You need to send that to me right. I'm actually gonna look that up. So David Lynch in it. it says something that I feel like is enough fuel for 30 other podcasts. Where he says, "I like to hide secrets in the sound of Twin Peaks," that's which is just like, "Okay, I gotta watch this a full volume now." At some uh, point, you're like, "Is that what? What's that saying?" That's okay. So cool. Okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, I guess I'll just look it up later. To that point, um, my I. What was it? Thursday night, maybe? No, Wednesday night. That's crazy. Because it was the night before I had work. So, my apartment, they were watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Great movie. Yes. I rewatched it like last week, actually. I watched the first 40 minutes. And then I went to sleep, but I couldn't fall asleep because I had gotten my COVID shot, so I was like sweaty and whatever. And I watched most of the movie just by listening to it. And I realized, like, it's kind of a cool experience to just like listen to a movie. Yeah. Yeah. The sound design in that movie I do is that incredible. In my car sometimes. It's crazy. If I'm going you on a long drive, it. I just put on a movie, but I don't really watch That's it. That's really cool. That's great. I've never even thought about doing that. Okay. The episode was Sorry. written by Frost and directed by Lynch. It'll be the second to last episode to be directed by Lynch in the original series. Oh my gosh. I know. Okay. Um, we're gonna go ahead and get into it here in a second, but we I have a quick ad read that I need um McKay to read right here. Ah, yes. The highlighted portion. <clears throat> this episode of Three Fish in a Percolator is brought to you by Bouncing Bouncing Balls. While dressed like a sailor in the hotel lobby, meanwhile the police try to solve a murder. That's right. If you go to Bouncing Bouncing Balls while dressed like a sailor in the hotel lobby, meanwhile the police tried to solve a murder.com and enter the code Leo new, needs new shoes, you will get 15% off your next order. Now back to the pod. Thank you, McKay. All right. Let's go ahead and get on in there and let's, uh, let's just see what's going on in uh, good old Twin Peaks. I grew up in Boston. Well, actually, I grew up in Pox. Candy's Dundee. That's right. I don't sell drugs. Why? Are you looking for secrets? Okay. Harry tells the officers that everything is set to go to the Great Northern. The one-armed man repeats his description of the large house made of wood surrounded by trees. The house is filled with many rooms, each alike, but occupied by different souls night after night. Cooper sends Hawk to investigate the pages from the diary found near the train tracks and the diary that Donna told him about. Gordon is leaving for secret business in Oregon. Okay, I have... I have a question right off the bat why I think, I think this is related to something that I'm gonna bring up it might be why does Mike direct them to the great northern okay 
I'm glad you brought this up. So I have two thoughts on this. One, Leland used to work there. Maybe. Okay. Two, he could be talking about um, the Palmer house. Different souls. Oh, yeah. Each night. Okay. It's it's wood surrounded by trees. That's true. I like that because the Palmer house is obviously freaky. Yeah. Everyone right. who goes in there has visions of stuff going on. Where all, but the one that gets me is all the rooms are the same. Doesn't he say something to that effect? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see real quick. Which is like where all the rooms. Oh yeah. Many rooms each alike, many occupied rooms by different souls every, night after night. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's up for discussion. I, I I guess I think I like the Palmer House. Like that idea. Theory idea, but it also I don't know. It's interesting. No, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm an idiot. It's okay. Um, so. Dumb, dumb. I like that. Me. We can talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, we'll get in to the Red that. Room se- segment, which will be incredibly long this week. Remember when we didn't have anything to say in the Red Room? That's happened a couple times. Now it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, this episode especially is like, okay, we got a ton. Mike looks at oh. each hotel guest and employee and says, "No, he has a seizure as Ben interrupts them." A police car with a siren blaring speeds down a road. Harold's home is trashed. Hawk enters after knocking and receives no answer. Harold's body is dangling from his greenhouse rafters. So Harold's rinsed. He's gone, right? Like it's just just done. That Uh, is very insensitive. I think uh, Don is insensitive to Harry more than I am. That's true. By just going out for drinks and being like, yeah, he was an enigma. Who knows? Going out for Coca-Colas. Yeah. I like, I hate that. I hate that, like, when people kill themselves and, like, there's something that happened. I just watched a movie as well that, like, had this. Someone kills themselves and then, like... 13 Reasons Why, right? There's No. So okay. But then something, like, something happened before that that, like, obviously, like, that was also, like, a factor. But, like, yeah. it wasn't our fault. Like, but, like, that's the only thing they have to say is, like, it wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't our fault. Like, let's just keep in mind that, like... What? What movie? I'm not saying it out loud because it's embarrassing. Oh, you have to say no, it. No, I'm not going to. What is it? No. It can't be that embarrassing. Okay, I was watching Divergent because the guy is really hot and I really just wanted to see the guy. Okay, that and is so I told you, you can cut that out. I uh, know, but so... I wanted to watch it because... Yeah, it's it is really funny because people immediately want to like ease themselves of any burden of having yeah. to like, yeah. think yeah. about what happened. I wasn't a part of that. And that's yeah. why I was kind of... I it's wasn't like, just mad at Donna. I well, was like... Like what's this? Uh, you might as well say James. That James like, also cancers. Like, it's not my it fault. It wasn't our fault. In it's James' defense, he was just saving Donna. Yeah, true. But James did nothing wrong. She doesn't deserve James it. James is just sitting there. He doesn't even know this guy. He's like, that's true. Louis Armstrong introduces Wonderful World on a record in the Palmer's home. Matt, that's enough of Harold. No, okay, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, Maddie sits with Leland and Sarah de- and tells them she feels it's time to go back to her job and apartment. Beautiful scene, one shot. Mm-hmm. I love that song in the background. The police forensic team. I, just a, a note yes. here. Uh, this is going to maybe come off as obnoxious. I hope that it doesn't. There's well, let's a, see. a lot of student films and students in general. If you're looking to study this stuff, a lot of times you come across David Lynch. Yeah. Because it's kind of one of the further ends of the spectrum, you know, in a lot of people's Wow, minds. okay. Just, like, for what you can do and kind of, like, tonally different than other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't mean those kinds of moments. 
Nope. Because it's not like he's they, just doing they're, they're, weird stuff. They're only it's going for just, Red Room stuff. Not just, they don't. He's just doing weird things. That like, scene is. I always I want to make like something really Lynchian, whatever. If you yeah, mean yeah. that, then it <laughs> you also have to have both. means that you yep. have to be really good at like, making regular, constructed yep. a normal blue velvet scene. And it's, and it's yeah. not just like construct like. It is well constructed. It's creatively put together. Right. It's yep. intricate. There's movement to it. It's dynamic. He does not portray things without showing both sides. No. And when he goes into something that's a little bit more uncanny, it does get a little bit flatter and like camera movement and things like that. Yep. But like he, it's just, it's just funny because people, I feel like, will extrapolate a lot of that because it's really easy to see how jar- like it's jarring and it's different and so yeah. it's like, oh, I want my thing to be jarring and different and all that. And it's like, well, you can also look at what he's doing and do something that's just good. Yep. You know? mm-hmm. but anyways. I uh I agree. This scene is gorgeous. Yeah. It's it's a, just beautifully well done. This whole episode is is gorgeous. This frame is gorgeous. Yes. The way the characters are, are like to each other. Love the it. police forensic team and officers investigate Harold's home. He left a suicide note saying in French, "I am a lonely soul." Hawk finds Laura Palmer's secret diary ripped to shreds. Bobby, Shelley, and Leo sit at the table going over the bills. After all the payments are made, they have $42 left over. $42. From Leo's insurance. Your bank account has $42. Shelly tells Bobby to take the (laughs) necklace. I was trying to find where I was. Shelly tells Bobby to take the necklace back. The police have seized the truck. Leo cries out, and Shelly and Bobby scream. Leo says, new shoes. Bobby sends Shelly to find a receipt for a pair of Leo's shoes, and she... She took. You got this. Bobby sends S H E L L Y Shelly to find a receipt for a pair <laughs> of Leo's yeah. shoes she took to get cleaned. That's the nice. real villain in this scene. Healthcare and law enforcement. Because <laughs> they're getting screwed by <laughs> the The real, real villain is Bobby and Shelly for saying he's alive. No, he's not. He's not alive. Yeah. He's alive. That's pretty messed up. Yeah, that is pretty messed up. Hey, the man tied her to a tree and tried to burn her down. Audrey tells Ben that she knows about One-Eyed Jacks. She reminds him uh, about Prudence and the White Mask. He confesses he owned One-Eyed Jacks for five years, knew that Laura worked there, and that he slept with her. When Audrey asks if he killed her, he says he loved her. Mm. Shelley returns to the diner, cries. When, sorry, I'm, I'm speeding through so because the Red Room's going to take no, forever. Yeah, no, I think this I is the best like way to go about this. I don't want to be wasting too much time. Quick note. You're fine. About Harold. Yes. The man entered our hearts. Left too soon. True. He's one of the most dynamic characters in the show. Are you looking for secrets? I'm digging a little here, but no, I, I love Harold. You're not it's digging. It's really sad that he's gone. We could well, have yeah. four, a regular, no, sorry. It's like a show that had like more time. We had like four episodes to think about this. Yeah. I see the impact of it and stuff. But it moves so quickly that this yep. really does get glossed over it. And I think it's right. Sad. We roasted Harold it returns. Long, it returns later, though. I was just saying that we had no time to mourn his death in that episode because we were just too... Because it's like, boom, another tragedy. Yeah. Bam, yeah. gotcha. Who, care, like, who killed Harold Smith? The will continue to kill people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't have time to think about this one person. So. That's true. That's true. Shelly returns to the diner and cries when she tells Normal she has to quit. Nadine and Big Ed enter. Nadine still believes she's in high school and accidentally crushes a gloss in her hands. I want to spend about 30 minutes talking about Nadine crushing okay. a gloss. Uh, so um, she was Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio Leo first. Vibes? Yeah. That's actually um, so true. Yeah, so maybe everything that Leo's ever gotten should go to <laughs> Wendy Roby, who plays Nadine. Is that really By the way, if you guys ever watched the movie The People Under the Stairs, um, 
the actor and actress who play Big Ed and Norma are, or not, or Norma, Nadine, are in that movie and they're married in that movie too. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Did you have something to say here? Well, I will just say this. Um, This is probably the best post uh, coma Nadine scene that there is. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think that. The crushing of the glass and then saying, I want to, like, kill you with my kisses. Mm-hmm. It's pretty great. Yeah. When stuff like this happens, like... I know, hard time. Got a pillow what? over here. So, well, oh. it, it, it almost makes you wonder what, where this story thread would have gone if the show remained in Lynch's careful control. I will yeah. say, I feel like some of these plot lines maybe are, like, Mark Frost's plot lines. You know what I mean? So, like... If he wanted to make filler, the show's allowed to have filler. You know yeah. What I mean? And Ed's story has always kind of been filler, anyways. You know, they're like kind of a comic relief story. So right. I don't know if that would have drastically changed. It would have been interesting if they not. It might have had better direction. It would maybe had better direction, and I think that's one of the wonderful things about Twin Peaks is even the filler storylines. You are always sort of wondering if they are going to play a bigger yeah. role. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, because that's what happened with Leland for me personally. Uh, like, it's not right. even. I know that he's like one of the main characters, uh, and he honestly is like one of my has been one of my favorite characters. Yep. But still, to me, I was like, well, let's just push him aside because Cooper's figuring out the case right now, and yeah. like that's what I want to focus on. Leland, mm-hmm. in essence, was just a wild boy. I would have yeah. been scared if I were like the person in charge of the show to show Leland a lot. Yep. Because I'm like, I really yeah, don't want to insinuate, and I don't they want They did good, to know. though. I'll tell you what, watching this show it again... out of left field. It doesn't feel stupid. No. But mm-hmm. Yeah, it does feel like a surprise. Watching the show again, it's there. Yeah. It's yeah. there from the beginning. Oh, yeah. It's way there. Yeah, yeah thinking back on In the things. first episode... Second episode? Third? One of those. There's a scene where <laughs> he's dancing with, Le- with Laura's picture, and then he mm-hmm. breaks it, and he, he, he rubs his blood on yeah. her. Dude, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, yeah. Bobby and his friend Mike enter Bobby, the Johnson home. Bobby Newport. That's Bobby Newport. Bobby has Leo's old boots and tries to get Leo to react. Bobby finds a tape hidden in the heel of the boot. Cooper makes hail a note. <laughs> Cooper, <laughs> Cooper makes a note for Diane while examining Laura Palmer's secret diary, which has been reconstructed. There are repeat references, repeated references of Bob. With descriptions of abuse and molestation, he is referred to as a friend of her father's. An entry says she will she will tell the world about Ben Horn one day. Just quick anecdote, in uh, um, oh gosh dang it, Marilyn Monroe's diary, oh, no. a couple of days before she died, um, she says I'm gonna tell the world about President Kennedy. Oh, so oh, um, that's hilarious. Yeah, it's so effing funny. Um, so effing. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just joshing with you, okay? Okay, Bob. Take a joke. So, okay, hilarious means that something is so funny that you lost your mind. It's like, uh, so at least that is crazy enough that I could lose my mind if I thought about it for too long. True. Continue. Audrey enters and tells Cooper that Ben was sleeping with Laura and that Ben owns One Night Jacks. Cooper asks Audrey not to repeat this to anyone. Cooper tells Harry they need a warrant for the rest of Benjamin Horn. Ben tells Mr. Tojamora that. Jerry has investigated his company and that they have approved his proposal. He's about to sign Tojamora's contract when those police officers enter and request that Ben accompany them for questioning regarding the murder of Laura Palmer. Ben tells him to leave. Ben really says, I'm going to go out for a sandwich. (laughs) 
And Hawk and Andy grab and cuff him. No, 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 no. no. It reminds me of when Norman Bates is bringing his mother to the cellar. Because she does that. It also reminds me of Ryan Gosling in The Nice Guys when Russell Crowe's trying to break his arm. No, no, no. no. Okay. A record spins blankly at the Palmer's home. Sarah crawls down the stairs moaning for Leland. That could have been when, when it just cuts to that, though, you're like, what is going on? Yeah, that's no, fantastic. I mean, an that insane could, cut. That, that could have been. Oh, no, yeah. Moaning for Leland. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought you were talking about the show. I'm like, no, no, what no, are no, your no. standards that for good writing? That could have been written better. Like, really? no, no, that would be really annoying of me to say that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's just like this image of Sarah crawling down the stairs and Brad's just sitting there thinking like, really? Very poor writing here. Poorly written. Uh, Poorly written. uh, Elementary at best. (laughs) What is going on here? The officers take Ben to a holding cell. The log lady is waiting for them. That's an awesome shot. Oh my gosh. Where she just walks into it and the focus Okay, as soon as like, okay, there's this cut and then the log lady walks out and then you're like, Shit is gonna hit yeah. the yeah. fan. And this is that's like we're saying. getting way real. Cause yeah, as I say, you see the whole Sarah Palmer thing, you're like, okay, that's weird. And then log that you're like, oh, oh no. Because then Cooper says something is happening, yeah. isn't yeah. it, Margaret? The log gets mm-hmm. like a damn hero shot with like it the does. rack focus and everything. Right. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's and like if someone walked in with like a gun on their yeah. holster. It's, yeah. It, and the way really that funny. they walk up to her yeah. is so it's like super oh. triumphant, like they're like the Well, I'll I'll tell you what, it works for me because for some reason, whenever the log lady's involved in anything, I'm like, oh, I'm safe. Yeah. Yeah. She just has like a feeling of like, oh, she's, she's she's the person I would want to be with if anything went down. Yeah. That's hilarious. Okay. So she says, okay, the log lady's waiting for them. She says there are owls in the roadhouse. We're going to get to that here in a minute. Pete turns toward a sound in his house, Tojimura stalks in the hallway and kisses Pete. He takes off his disguise. It's Catherine. Did you see that coming? I mean, yes. you were, you, you literally. Because at the beginning. <laughs> you're like, that's a woman in a suit. I was like, that is literally not a man. For some reason, I, it never like dawned on me. I was too. That was so funny when you said that earlier. I'm like, oh We're all just gosh. sitting there just like, gosh, there's, dang it. She's exactly <laughs> right. There's so much That's strange... why you guys didn't like agree with me or anything. I was like, guys, doesn't that like seem like it's a woman in a suit? You're like, seriously, that's a woman in a man's suit. <laughs> You've been like insecure about this for a week. I so. have. Like, I, I literally like, after I said it, I'm like, wait. Like, it's obvious, like, to me. Why isn't it obvious to anybody? I see Kenna, like, the night after we recorded, I was, like, brushing her teeth, like, oh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm stupid. I'm just stupid, right? I just didn't care about that character at all. I just didn't care at all about that character. And so when that was revealed, I was like, oh, I have not been paying attention to this. Like, when Pete says Catherine, the first time I watched this episode, it took me a whole moment where I'm like, Who's Catherine? Catherine, yeah. And then I was like, oh, Catherine. Yes, oh, I, that Catherine. I could not keep track of people's names when I watched this. Because I, I watched it with my sister, can't. and we would... Or it was on purpose, but we would... Like, Ben Horn was Green Goblin. Oh, my like, gosh. Uh, freaking Donna was Tyler Brown, who's a kid we go to church with. <laughs> <laughs> like, a bunch of other... Uh, we didn't have different names for everybody and didn't I knew know I knew names. something weird was up because I remember... Well, I'm super nerdy about this stuff. Piper Laurie, who plays Catherine, won an Emmy for the first season. And so when she was just like not in the first six episodes, I remember keep thinking, I was like, what? That was dumb. Like, yeah. why didn't they, like, why didn't they bring her back? She won an Emmy and then she won another Emmy for this season. Why? 
because she's won an Academy Award before, and it's just really? like for what? For Carrie. She's what? the mom and Carrie. Okay. So it's like, oh, she's won awards crazy. before. We'll just throw awards at her. That's insane. I did not know that. And I also yeah. have never seen Carrie. So Carrie's great. Top good. five favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's really good. I watched uh, I watched a part of that with you and it. Oh, yeah. It was a nightmare. It was it's incredible. Terrifying. Sarah crawls through the living room. She has a vision of a white horse in the living room before passing out. Behind her, Leland adjusts his tie in the mirror. When that first happened, I remember thinking like, this house is just nutty. Like they're just this is just weird. A blonde This says This says right here, a blonde performs on stage of the Roadhouse. A blonde? A blonde? Really? Julie Cruz. How about the the, the woman who wrote said, the theme song? They couldn't have just said oh like a woman Goodness. A blonde performs on the stage of the Roadhouse. Donna and James sit in a booth. James says the death of Harold Smith was not anybody's fault. Shout out to McKenna. The log lady leads Cooper and Harry into the roadhouse. James tells Donna that Maddie is leaving. Sailors drink at the bar, as does Bobby. That sounded like another, like, that sounded like a spy, uh, like, activation code. Yeah. The sailors are drinking at at the the bar. bar. (laughs) Come right in, sir. Wait, that's funny. Like a German code. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cooper has a vision of the band, of the performing band disappearing, replaced by the giant, who says... It is happening again. It is happening again. When this happened the first time we watched it, I was like, this is the this is this moment has always been with me somehow. I remember just being like I always knew this happened in pop culture, I just found it now. Oh really? Yeah, I it was just like a it was like a like a weird clairvoyant experience. I feel that way about a lot of this stuff in this and just David Lynch stuff in general, it has this, it, it gives you, I don't know what it does. It creates this feeling where it's like, I've seen a this, lot of before. this before. Yeah. yeah. I feel that way about there's certain movies that for some reason do it. And I, I'm not even kidding. Like it is, it's not even like, it's like, a, it's like a measurable thing where they put you in sort of a state of being where you're a lot easier for you to accept what's going on. Like this is obnoxious to bring this movie up, but like the Godfather does something where it's so yeah. dark at the beginning yeah. and it's so like gradual with the way that it starts that like you start to just think you're having like this bad dream yeah. and you're just watching this movie. Totally. And there's a bunch of movies that do that for me where like I, for some reason, something at the beginning puts me in like a trance and like, yeah. I'm just like totally accepting everything that's going on. Yeah. Um, we're about to speed through this last yeah, little section. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. That wasn't me telling you. I was just saying like buckle up. Yeah. Leland smiles at himself in the mirror. Bob smiles back. Leland puts on a pair of latex gloves. Maddie shouts that something smells like it's burning. We'll be returning to that. She enters the living room. She she enters the living room, sees Sarah on the floor, and flees at the sight of Leland. Yeah, I know that spotlight's incredible. Bob slash Leland pulls her back into the room, chokes her, and beats her unconscious. Then he picks her up and spins her around while continually changing form, kissing her face and sobbing, sobbing Laura's name. He is suddenly he suddenly smashes her head against a picture frame and then pushes a letter under her fingernail. He also says, 
Leland says, you're going back to Missoula, Montana. It's so funny because it's kind of like a wrestling Yeah, thing totally. Right like, you're going back to Missoula, Montana, <laughs> brother. Cooper and the giant stare at each other. The giant disappears and the band reappears. The senile room service man walks over to Cooper and then to Bobby. What? Uh, he does not come up to Bobby. Yeah. Senile man. What? It says. Wait, does it? No. The senile room service man walks over to Cooper and then to Bobby, saying he is sorry to either. Did he say that to Bobby? He didn't say that to Bobby. I didn't think so either. I don't think he said it to Bobby, but we should we double check? No. No, I I watched episode twice today. He yeah, might have said he it really not. quietly because why, no, no, why I, was Bobby Hold up, hold up. I, let me let me get to that. Let me just finish this and then I'll we'll yeah. talk about this first when we get in the red room. Um Bobby visibly despairs, so does James, holding Donna as she bursts into tears. Cooper looks around thoughtfully. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna jump. That, I don't oh, know yeah, why I shut this. Gosh. I'm, we're gonna jump into the red room and then we're going to talk about this. All of what you just ran over. I am saying this like I think I can say this fairly, like some of the most beautiful stuff ever shot. Yeah. yeah. Ever. I have not it's seen anything like it. It's insane. So, uh, my personal thought on that note that the person be... wrote. I thought we were going to be talking. <laughs> uh, my personal number nine so um here's the thing the I think that person who wrote that 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 note in the fandom I think they're just trying to make sense they're they I think they put that in there for the okay after this happens the way I see it is that the mood changes completely in the roadhouse and Donna, James and Bobby can sense that something yeah. just happened. Yeah. I don't think th- so. First of all, the old man, the waiter did not tell him that No. the senile old man didn't say he was sorry to Bobby. It was like Bobby just spoken, sensed it. it was yeah. Bobby looked around kind of just like, Oh my gosh, something just, just happened. Yeah. Gosh. That, that, uh, I think it's because they're in the roadhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Because the road, the owls were meeting in the roadhouse. Like something, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now the the owls, I think, are the giants. Mm-hmm. I think it's the senile old man. I think the log lady. Well, okay. Here's what I think. I think the go go crazy. I think the senile old man and the giant are connected. Do you think um, they're the same person? Quite possibly. Quite possibly, yeah. Because I think so, like, astral projected version of that old man. My my theory is that this is what I wish I would look like. Do they not wear the same thing? The the giant wears a gray shirt, oh. and the senile old man wears a white one. Well, my theory, That's I don't know point. how this holds up, uh, but my theory is that um, the old man and the giant are connected in the same way that. Uh, What's his name? Mike and the shoe salesman are connected. Oh. You know? Oh. Where it's like wild. they're just kind of two halves what? of the same person. Boy, you're blowing my mind right and, now. And the interesting thing with Mike is we only ever see him like. You mean like like one arm man, Mike? Physical form. Yeah. As, right. As that guy. I can never remember his actual name. Philip Gerard. Yeah, so it seems like. It seems. That there are certain... But we know that's definitely happening. Yeah, I think there yeah. are, you know, th- so there are some people who are connected 
with other uh, personas or figures or people from this spiritual realm. Um, sometimes it takes place in like, you know, the, the case of Mike where it's like they're the same physical form, but other times it's like Leland and Bob or yeah, uh, the old man and the giant where it's like yeah. two separate mm-hmm. appearances. There was a, this might be like a kind of a side point thing. There's a moment earlier in the episode when the log lady does show up. She shows up like unannounced. Yeah. You know? But they both turn around. <coughs> yeah. You know, they turn around to see her. And I, I was Do you think they could sense her? I was having a conversation with someone and they were kind of citing like the fact that you can tell when someone is staring at you. Yep. For no reason. You can feel it. You can. Yeah, yeah totally. You really, really can. You're like, I feel those eyes and in my back right now. That as yeah. like a reason, as like some kind of evidence for like a collective consciousness or like yep. evidence for like an eternity or like yep. some kind of divinity or yep. whatever. Because it's just like, there's really no... I don't know what that is. I mean, maybe shout out Carl Jung. Kind of ever, really? Well, he's the one who thought of the collective unconscious. Yeah. Oh yeah. So um, it's just crazy. I was I was thinking about that, and then they do that happened in this episode, and I was thinking about it. But then, like, as soon as everyone's in there, they have like this collective feeling like something is wrong. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And like all of that, I guess the only thing that I would say, and what he was saying in a separate conversation, we we're talking about it from a very like secular perspective. He's just like it kind of speaks to there being some kind of spiritual existence. And, like, I know David Lynch is someone that has, like, done transcendental meditation. Yeah. Like, I know this was a conversation with a friend of mine who's done, like, ketamine treatments for, like, depression and things. And, like, other people have done, like, psychedelics and stuff like that, which I'm not, like, super into, but I understand the, like, spiritual aspects of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, like, it's crazy to see that there's, like, a pretty collective truth from all those different perspectives that there's some kind of, like, common like spiritual thread but for sure people. yeah it's crazy and, like, the shining out. is kind of about that in a way yeah, that, yeah. like some things happen mm-hmm. that are so bad that they're able to communicate to people through afterwards. things yeah yeah it's just kind of crazy. so um owls in the roadhouse i think that i, I agree owls but i think house. that i think i think hose there'd be some hose in this house there's some hose in this house that, what if that started playing when, when we saw Bob was Leland? Just as soon as he's staring at the mirror, just like, turns, that's the record. There's some holes in this house. There's some holes. <laughs> well, that would be hilarious. It's stuck like a record. Like, has a cut. There's some holes in the house. That feels so wrong that's to so say. Funny. That is like... And then she's on the, Sarah's on the ground, just like. Like, <laughs> like dropping it. Yeah. Just like, just like twerking. that one thing that they... Matt is oh. like, something smells. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. that's where Moans for Leland comes I like, <laughs> oh, jeez. This episode. Because, like, I've divorced myself from this <laughs> no, podcast. No, 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 no. I just, like, I have such a hard time, like, even making jokes about this episode. Because it yeah. just, like. Because you were yeah. really close to it Maddie. It hits me. Yeah, me and Maddie. Well, Go back. no. You're, you're baiting me right now. <laughs> um, it just, like, hits me so hard. I don't know. It's no, I just, agree. It's it's the it most dra- unnerving ending next, yeah. to, like, next to episode I, one I'll of the season. This. Also, like, I, I believe that this scenario, in my mind, is the most horrifying scenario. Oh yeah, so absolutely. Like the dad. Well, yeah. I just mean, yeah. Like, Come on. For me, the idea of something like you're, if I'm in Dale Cooper's shoes, and I'm like desperately, desperately, desperately trying to avoid something that happened before, and I'm, yeah. I'm still trying to understand what happened in the past, and then I, no matter what my efforts, no matter how smart I try to get by understanding what has happened, it happens to me again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like the most horrifying idea mm-hmm. to me. My goodness. I agree, and it's the. 
Yeah, it's the idea that the dad is the one who killed her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, it kind of... And this is something we're going to get to it's in later episodes. It's stuck. It's like for everything that yeah. they've done to try to figure out what happened to Laura Palmer, how close they've gotten to find yeah. out who killed her, there's yeah. nothing they can do. They're completely stuck. It's going to happen again, and there's no way to avoid it. And people can apologize, well, but it's not going it, to change. It also yeah. shows, like... I, in my opinion, in this episode, it says that Leland did not make any of these decisions himself. But that, like, the effects fe- affect him. Like, yeah. the the results, mm-hmm. the consequences, which like is horrifying. With it, yeah, you know what I mean? Sad. But, and I, this might, like, this is honestly beyond, like, yeah. I mean, trying to talk about these kinds of events and, like, reality and the way they occur in reality. Yeah. You know. That's why like, reading Laura Palmer's Secret Diary is a disturbing read. Yeah, it's more, I think it's probably more helpful to talk about this purely based in fiction. You know what that's I mean? What, that's why it's, it's like... Just, it's easier to it's do too, this. Uh, well, it's, it's too abstract. It's too far away from what. Here's my. Here's the way I work through this. So, um, the reason why we're drawn toward, I think, a lot of these crime dramas initially is because, I think, in real life, uh, so much happens that just does not make sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we can't really comprehend or fathom it. So we turn to fiction. We turn to these. Uh, narrative threads that kind of just wrap up everything nicely because um, it's a way for us to um, go on a journey that has solutions, that has answers, um, because we don't get that from real life. Uh, But Twin Peaks uh, does not do that. Twin Peaks says there are no easy answers to these sort of things. There are no answers really at all. Mm -hmm. And... Um, that's, I think the genius of it is, um, you watch the death of Laura Palmer and then the death of Maddie and it's inevitable, you know, it's just, it's, it's something that, you know, justice just isn't served and it's, it's heart wrenching. Yeah. Yeah. But that's why you have the perfect white knight, Dale Cooper being the one who's investigating it. Like actually Mm -hmm. like true. Like, like like if it, if it was any other character, it would be hard to go through this because, but because you trust him so much. If you're breaking down the two things that you're talking about, there's sort of like a, not a theology to this. Theology is the wrong word. There's a, I guess you could say there's like some kind of mythology. I'll say the mythology and what you've just described is saying that the world is so heinous and so confusing and it will be evil regardless of what you do. And the only way to really, like, navigate that freely is to be, like, as pure as possible. As possible. Because mm-hmm. Dale Cooper is the most pure character of the don't show. Don't contribute mm-hmm. to the hopelessness and the confusion yep. because, like, the only way you can be, the, like, the proper navigator of that is by being as pure as yep. humanly possible. And that's the only way you can beat it. And that, that's, I mean, I wouldn't, I would say that that is, like, a, that's not my opinion about what this no, show is yeah. about. Like, no. Those are the figures. If this is a mythology, that's yep. what's being taught. You know? Those are the chess pieces. Yeah, right. and well, and another thing about it is the whole idea of, and um, I'm not saying this like I'm saying this in an impartial way. Uh, one of the big like, I'm I think I'm getting a little too like existential with this or whatever, but like the whole like atheist perspective, at least as far as I understand it, from like an intellectual perspective, is like that is why people latch on to religion as well. Yeah. Because it, it creates you need this narrative to give you existence answers. way yeah. outside your non, like your existence that is 
based and has no narrative. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And that's why people latch on to storytelling and then that evolves save, and those stories hey, got bigger. Hey, save your prayers, old man. She would have laughed at them anyway. Yeah, there's no there's no such... And that's why they think like people latch so like harshly onto narrative because life is just chaotic. You can try to be orderly or whatever, but there is no narrative. And for most like people even like that have been born naturally there's no hope for any kind of narrative yeah no actual explanation you're so depraved and like it just you go in and you either starve to death or you get killed or whatever yeah or you're so basically for amazon if you're if for at from three fish and percolator if you're looking for answers to life all we can say is are you looking for secrets (laughs) (laughs) okay so uh i want to talk a little bit about red curtains one-Eyed Jacks, mm-hmm. the Red Room, the Roadhouse. We've talked about. I'll have red curtains. I want. Uh, you brought this up for a reason, so I'll let you go first. That's I'm that's a lot. no no. That was the that's the that's the that's the that's the last shot. That was the last. That's shot, the last so shot. About it. It's. I think. Yeah. I I'm not thinking. I think that this is kind of like. You don't have to read too deeply to understand, and that's the thing is like they say like, and you were talking about how Twin Peaks doesn't make sense. But it does have mythology to it. Like it yeah, has, oh, yeah, it has totally. motifs. Totally. It has rules. It really but that's rules. why it works is because it's yeah. there's no def- definite answers, the but there's so many most symbols. Student films yeah. that say they want to be Lynchian is like you don't have any mythology, you don't have any rules, you don't have any yeah. like, emotional payoff. Right. And people always say like, well, it makes emotional sense, and it, and it does. It's because it does. It's like uh, for and I am I am also someone who's very attracted to things that deal with like ambiguity and confusion and mystery but still they have these like kind of themes you know that right 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 up. and like i think that's one of the reasons why i'm also really interested in like religious stories as well is because yeah they might not make like factual sense and stuff but there but is like some that. kind of there's there's threat there are threads, threads that seem mm-hmm. to be more there's a structure essential, yeah you know what i mean are you looking for secrets <laughs> like watching csi miami there's no threads right it's just everything is blocks and it, right last time you threw out suits but yeah, yeah, that. I've never no seen but suits. it's i do like csi miami uh, <laughs> you were like throwing shade at suits you I've were never like seen. we watched oh we ha- have also discussed that we think that the red room's like an in-between place mm-hmm. between yep some kind of afterlife Mm-hmm. And, the and the present life. Wait, one chance out between there. two worlds. Again, that's not yeah, that's not us making that up. It's like if Laura Palmer is in there, she's dead. She's not on this. Yeah. There's a dead person in there. Yep. Dale Cooper alive. He gets to participate in that just the same way that she does. And Laura Palmer whispered the identity of the killer in Dale Cooper's ear, but he can't remember it. I don't know if we know. Oh yeah, he did say that. Yeah. Yeah, he said I um, I don't remember. And I they're like, Okay, cool. That's crazy. Um that sucks. To that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, with the curtains and everything, this is also, this is as old as Moses. Um, curtains have represented a veil between life and mm-hmm. a different place. I agree. A yeah. place yep. between That's life why. Wow. Uh, why didn't I think of that yeah. until now? Um, I want to say I'm this, I'm paying though. Brad more than you. Um, <laughs> taking, what? Taking more, um, I think the taking a sort of different interpretation because i do agree with you brad i think the the red room and the curtains represent um this veil between between worlds but just for the purposes of this episode ending on the red curtain like you know like the red curtain in stage production the curtain that's the end yeah Yeah. that's the end of the show and watching maddie die and then just that's ending it. on that that's red end. curtain. Yep. That's, that's the finale. That's, that's the finale. Like, that's that's so the cool. end. That's so cool. And, and how long 
have been people have been doing curtains like that since like Shakespeare. That's been going on for a long, yeah. long yeah. time. So that's crazy. I that's really I cool. think a woods of wonders here. Yeah, I, that's, not, that's not what I meant to play. This is like I'm maybe going a little off the. There's certain motifs like visual things that you see or sounds or whatever that are ingrained in your DNA because like your ancestors have seen that stuff for a long, long time. Like you're, you'll see a spider and get terrified. Yeah. Just cause, or you'll see the shape or the movement of a spider. There's nothing you can do. It's going to scare you. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not because you're like, you're, you're like societally trained to be afraid of spiders. It's not cause your parents told you to be afraid of spiders. I could be just as easily afraid of fire from all the stop, drop and roll training I got in kindergarten. It's not the same. It's like, it's in my head. I'm going to see spiders and snakes. And like having motifs like that, like red curtains, it's like that has been around for so long. People probably would be able to recognize that on like a, a like genetic level. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. All right. I've got like three or four things I'm going to bring up. We got to speed through these. Mm -hmm. The white horse. I don't think we can say anything about it right now. The log lady at the beginning said, beware of those who see the white horse. Um, Sarah Palmer shot. Uh, Taylor Swift shout out. The record skipping. Huh? Why? She has a song called White Horse. Oh. <laughs> oh. Lame. Um, <laughs> so, uh, not that you know not that you're lame. I'm you just saying I Taylor Swift Taylor is lame. Swift? Uh, How do you feel about Taylor Swift? I I don't enjoy her voice. The record skipping. That, you know that's cool that she's so. I'm not gonna say anything right now, but the record skipping is important. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Um, it smells like something is burning. Brings up when. Um. He said he smelled scorched engine oil. When, uh, yeah, Dr. who was it? Jacoby. Dr. Jacoby, thank you. Yeah. He said he smelled oh. scorched engine oil when... When he uh, was attacked? When he was attacked. And I think and also when... Him. Yeah. Yeah. When when Leland killed uh, Jacques yeah. Renault. Leland killed Jacques, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Oh. All right, we're going to never many, put that together. Yeah, there's just so many things that just now... I, that's why I'm saying... It's not like something's burning. Make something that's like David Lynch, I'm like, you best be prepared to be the most organized... Yeah, and yeah. creative, yeah. yeah. I want to see David Lynch's, like, little, you know, those boards where you get mm-hmm. the straight thread everywhere. Oh, oh I'm, I'm getting a whiteboard. It's oh going to go, goodness. like, right there, and we'll we've have all that come on there. Okay, we're going to run over... We should have done that from the beginning. We should have. cool. We're gonna jimmy on over to the double R diner where this we're gonna jimmying on over. Get through some <laughs> some stuff real quick. This hell's itch is destroying me. Jimmy's I hate mom. This. Even with that ointment. It's it's doing minimal. Uh, I just I'm just gonna get uh, naked and put it all over me. Future sunburns. And this is what for me. If you take like aspirin like right after you get sunburned. Really? It like flushes out a lot of what causes the pain. Interesting. Flush. And it's like not, by the time you're like feeling it, it's too late. Like you have to take it like yeah. right after you're like, you knew you were in the sun. Apparently that's the case. So that was good. Asthma. Thank you. Canada's cute Cooper corner. <laughs> so I have one um, that I just really liked was when they go to the roadhouse and they're listening to her sing. They're just all vibing together. They're so vibing. So Log Lady's cute. tapping. Sheriff Truman's like, I love it's like, this. Yeah, it's like, ta- like tapping the foot. But right when they get there, there's another shot before that where where Cooper specifically is just like like this. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. It feels his head. like they're taking Super into it. just Log Lady out on the town just to be yeah, nice, which is kind of awesome. cute. I think Ted Lasso and Agent Cooper are like one shade away from each other mm. of just guys, being open minded. Did you guys have any and cute things to add? Yeah. Cute thing. Um, that was like my main cute thing. Cooper's not 
in this episode as much. a ton. No. Although the 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 not a lot of dialogue yeah. from him. The ball yeah. gets lateral to him this episode for like a for the next like three or four. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited. Doubles, um, bad dads. Bad yeah. dads. Obviously, Two bad dads. A woman who bad looks daddies. dude Ben Horn. Like Laura Palmer. Ben Horn trying to. Oh yeah, that's true. By the same man who killed Laura we're Palmer. Stuck in the loop, which is the song that keeps playing and is stuck yeah and just yeah keeps going. Uh-huh. yeah. And um, it, it is happening again. Like the whole thing that that's Ben like Horn big, like, trying to sleep with. Okay, sorry, I go ahead. Audrey, yeah, go. and then the apparent atrocities that Leland committed with Laura. Yeah, yeah. That's the P. Yeah. At the that's where you don't want to read Laura Palmer's secret diary. Yeah, no, no I don't think I do. Oh. I get it. It was yeah. bad. Uh, that's all you could have told me. It was, it was bad. What were you gonna say? Um. McKay's like, I this don't even know if I can process anything right now. Well, this I isn't so much as a, of a double as it is a return to the Red Room. Um, I have... I wonder what the significance of this picture of a moose is um, on the wall. Uh-huh. The one that Leland slammed Slams Maddie into. into. That's, that's a good because point. Because it's the first thing you see when you cut to their house... Yeah. At the beginning. Yeah. And it's it, that's really cool. That's wow. It might have been just ends like up foreshadowing. killing her. Yeah. yeah. It, might have just been like oh, yeah. it, it could just be a foreshadowing thing, but I'm also wondering like, is there any sort of no? There's something there. Let's keep that. Let's keep yeah, that in mind. Log that mm-hmm. away. Uh, I was thinking about. I can't remember. But there's just yeah, a bunch of crazy stuff going on. I did notice when he. I mean, this is kind of on the nose, and I don't think it was meant to be like a hidden thing. But he's swinging Madeline around like he's dancing with Laura. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, yep. I, I noticed that too. Yeah. It's crazy. Also, and, you um, can see the switching between Leland and Bob. Yeah. A lot of people online they'll try to like they'll be like, did Leland was Le- was Leland aware? Was Leland in control? I think Bob Leland we'll knew to more. an extent, but yeah. I also think. It was Bob doing the terrible things, yeah. but then it because it keeps switching between him crying, saying Laura, and, and Bob like out. laughing. He's deeply disturbed. Yeah, um, yeah we will definitely find out more about all of that. Uh, oh gosh. I got a question of the week. Yeah. Did anyone see Leland being the killer coming? Well, like I said. No. I didn't as much. Yeah. I did not. And it's either. like interesting. I feel like. With stuff like, well, now I look back, obviously, and can see so many little signs, like you guys said. I took, like, but, the Bob killing thing, like, pretty, like, as that was going to be something that was a little bit more straightforward. I was going, oh, they're going to, like, find this dude. Yeah. I just, I feel like I kept like on giving. Like the actual giving, person. I kept on, in my mind, I really, really love Leland as a character. And so I yeah. kept on giving him the benefit of the doubt for any bad thing he did. Like, when he killed um, Jock. Jock. I was like, well, grieving people father. are grieving, yeah. you know? He's yeah. probably but the now, most sympathetic character yeah. in this show. I think he's give, he's like written and portrayed, honestly. That's a whole other part but of it, the way don't, he's portrayed. But he's, he's placed in the most sympathetic position. Yeah, but don't you think that's like, that's it's so intentional? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, you're manipulating it's, the audience. Yeah. You know, in, a really real, cool. in a real situation of abuse. But I'm being, I'm being serious. Like, I don't think, oh, you're, oh, yeah. Like, if... In yep. a real, you know, real yep. situations, yep. real life abuse, yeah. you uh-huh. oh, are so going true. to try to, you know, people try to, like, justify the abuser all the time. Oh, yeah. oh for sure. 
So oh. I so, think that's a hundred percent intentional. That's a little bit too true to form to be like that's yeah. 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 Two interesting things in the pilot is first of all when they're in the Palmer home and they're like talking to the Leland and Lawrence like or Sarah, Leland's up in in Laura's bedroom and Hawk is packing things away and he grabs her diary, and mm. Leland goes, "Do you really have to take that?" And then it just cuts the scene yeah. from there. And then another part is when Sheriff Truman comes to the Great Northern and talks to Leland and he's on the phone with Sarah. It's they're talking about where Sarah is, and then Sheriff Truman shows up and he says, Sheriff Truman, and then Sarah starts freaking out. He stands up. Sheriff Truman doesn't say anything for the entire scene. Mm-hmm. He just says he says, Can you come with me? And then he says, Is this about Laura? And then Sheriff Truman doesn't say anything. And then he says, My daughter's dead. He no one told him that Laura had died. Yeah. And so whenever you watch that, I'm always like, oh my gosh, are they giving it away? Because yeah. yeah. no one told them that Laura was dead. He yeah. just said that. He goes, no. <sighs> she hadn't showed up to school. I think he knew that she hadn't showed up to school. Yeah, that's it. But he immediately jumped oh to, my, my daughter's dead. And it's another, that goes back to the roadhouse stuff. It goes back to the yep. being able to see the log lady looking at you and you just know there's like a thread there where it's like people, parents are able to know when something's happening to their children. Yeah. Because Sarah starts losing her shit yeah. Yeah. really mm-hmm. quickly. And yeah, it's crazy. I want to know more about and, I mean, even before the police, the body's been found or anything, she's like calling everyone. She's freaking out. Yeah. Um, which is so interesting because it just, it, I, it definitely, I think it connects to those ideas. I was just saying that I want to know more about Sarah, just everything that's going yeah. on with her yeah. now. Yeah, she's a great now, character. Like, now that she seems we to finally be like, like have this clairvoyant or something. Yeah. yeah. I well, just, also, like, last episode, more. Mike said that those who see Bob are. Um, the gifted or the damned. Yeah, mm. and so she's one of those. Yeah. So, uh, favorite scene. We'll begin with McKay. Oh yes, I get to start. Yeah. Um, and no doubles on this one. I think we all just have to take the scenes. No, 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 no. <laughs> There's a lot of good ones in here, Mr. Tojimura. Uh, I am going to take. You look terrible. The there's just a lot of good terrible. ones, but there's one that's like. That's just untouchable amazing immaculate and that's after um the it's after maddie died the scene in the double r diner um where the music pick packs picks or the back roadhouse. up or, yeah sorry roadhouse not the double r diner uh roadhouse music picks back up um the old man walks over and says i am I'm so, so sorry. sorry and then you just get shots of everyone like of being like something just happened in oh, the bar and um bobby i know bobby, bobby yeah. is so good at the part with him just well, looking around he yeah. he captures that perfectly yes everyone in this scene like yeah every single shot of everyone like breaks my heart like yeah just destroys me mm-hmm. like bobby donna james not so much but like but still the interaction still like i donna crying me, like watching cooper like barely about to cry yeah yeah even even just like just from the very beginning where the old man just says like I am so sorry like yeah. knife yeah. to the heart from that very first line from the old man yeah. and so it's yeah. just it is one of the most powerful scenes of cinema Can I you think. imagine if they were just cutting between all those people and then come back to Sheriff Truman and he's just oblivious, just like, this song's yeah, great. He's dancing with some girl. He's dancing with a log lady. No. They're just like... So, uh, <laughs> so, Kenna, favorite scene? 
Wait, oh, you're going to me next? Yeah. Okay. I, there's an order every week. I just flip it around. Well, I don't know. I just we don't know your algorithms. We don't know no, your you don't. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I want to make a What? Point what okay, now? Okay. <laughs> it points back towards this, like, um, obviously, these people who are, like, speaking have some sort of Clairvoyance. Yeah. yeah. They have some mm-hmm. sort of omniscience and clairvoyance. And it kind of points to this, like, divinity thing, too, because it's like, this is being accounted for. It yeah. Because like. it's like, they didn't, they didn't try to get Cooper to stop it. And mm-hmm. it's just like the giants, and the giant has tried to get Cooper to do things before, clearly, mm-hmm. and they told him things he needs to, he needs to know about in order to stop certain things from happening. Yeah, this mm-hmm. isn't one of those things. He's just being like honest with him. He's like, "I'm telling you this because you need to know, and I know you'll know it if it comes from me." This is happening again, and I'm. Yep. And the, yeah. He's like, "I'm sorry." Oh my goodness. And yeah. That, for me, that's like, and this maybe I'm going too far off, but like sometimes things with like God. It's like there's things that I'm like warned about that I need to change, and yeah. there's other stuff that I could never have been prepared for. And, he's just and like, it's just like I know that this sucks right now. I'm sorry, but like this needed to happen. Yeah, which is crazy. And like for all oh. of the like clairvoyance that happens in this show, and like the reaching, you know, like even in that original poem, that poem captures this whole show so damn perfectly. Mm-hmm. But like, it's like in all that longing to see, there's like. Some of it is just like things that are accounted for and things that need to be influenced. You mm-hmm. know? Yep. Which is just really cool. Wow, yeah. why did you bring that into it? Like, it's, I mean, in a good way. Well, that's that's one of the biggest questions I have about this episode is why did not, I mean, if they, these these beings with a connection to this other realm, why are they not directing Cooper to the Palmer household where he can right? stop it? Yeah. It's have... not about mm-hmm. that. It's yeah. about. Where's Mike? Where'd Mike go? One yeah. our man. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's kind of just, he's just, he's just tripping he's in the in the sheriff's department. Okay, uh, favorite scene. Well, and let's uh, we got we got to be quick with these. Yeah. So for me, since this was like my discovery of who killed Laura Palmer, I feel like maybe this isn't just like one specific scene. I guess I don't really know how to say this, but the moment when Leland is looking in the mirror, and then flash forward to when he's looking in the mirror and it turns back and forth to yeah. Bob and then you know from there on really but that's the moment that I'm like oh my gosh yep. and I just got really sick to my stomach and it was terrifying for me to, to watch that yeah so that's my favorite <sighs> okay well it's next to me and then to Brad but so of what's left I'll go with the Louis Armstrong what a wonderful world part mm-hmm. Brad you I I, I don't know if we I can count these as Tojamora. Just from the <laughs> from the Please second that like Maddie comes down the stairs, yeah, yep. and he like turns around and flashes Wait, the way he the way he runs at her, at her is horrifying. It's honestly, it like is one of the most unnerving things I've ever seen. Shining yeah. vibes, it's like as well. It's like worse than Dude, that. he totally he totally like totally leaps, like glazed out. Yeah. Of, yeah. Like, humanic it's yeah. insane and all, it's, all of a sudden he's just not him it's terrifying when that moment and just the whole like it is the most brutal awful stuff but that specifically that moment of him chasing her up the stairs yeah scariest thing i've ever yeah. seen when so they they called in cheryl lee kyle mclaughlin and uh ray wise and um what's his name oh gosh dang it richard bamer so the actor for ben horn uh laura palmer uh leland mm-hmm. And uh, Dale Cooper, they called them all into a room and they told them, like, two episodes before this, like, Ray, you're the killer. 
by Leland is like he didn't know, oh. and mm. and they're Wait, like really yeah he didn't know until like oh the episode goodness. right before this that he was the killer. That's crazy. And he was like, oh what like he 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 had a hard time. He's like I don't want to do this. I have a daughter. I don't want to portray this character at all. And but they're just like it's like it has That's to be you. And so then he just went into it. And to, to know that and then watch his performance, uh, he goes he goes so full hard. tilt. Oh, um. They also filmed a version of that scene with Ben Horn killing Laura Palmer. Really? Because they had so many fans who would go to the trash bins from like deleted scenes oh and like cut off snippets to see what was going to happen next. That they're just like, we're going to shoot both so that if anyone finds this footage, they'll be led astray. Dude, I would burn that footage. That's amazing. It's never been released, the, the footage the ben with Horn Ben footage. Horn, yeah. They had to film it with, uh, what's his name also? Play Frank Silva, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, who won the episode, Brad? Mm-hmm. I understand if you're gonna I, say I'm, James. I gotta, I'm saying this. This is David Lynch's masterpiece. Yeah. This is like there, there are, are certain thi- like thinkers that yeah. happen to be of all the art forms they could take, of all the books that they could write, of all the things they could do. They decide to make movies. Yeah. Or they decide to make television and. They are Mozart's at it. And yeah. They change everything. And this is an, an example of his work that changes everything. That yep. raises the bar in like a million different ways that like it's 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 beyond what I can comprehend as far as like how is it done this well. Yeah. And like it, it moves into a different thing where someone is able to become something that is so much bigger than themselves. Ideas that are so much bigger than themselves. Yeah. Is able to articulate so much and so much like emotion in like a tiny little bit amount of time and do it perfectly. So David Lynch is the winner. He uh he's he directs five more episodes in, in Twin Peaks as a whole. That I'd say is as good as this episode. Yeah. So this isn't like, thankfully, cool. in my opinion, I this isn't that. the peak. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, so the that's peak me. Of the peaks. Uh, who won the episode? I'd also say David Lynch just knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of shots that are just kind of establishing this. So anyway, yeah. I know. Yeah. I just feel like I, the whole time I knew it was gonna be David Lynch as well. Oh well, but, okay. Well, no, that's not me judging you at all. That's me, more uh, me. Well, okay. No, no, I, no, 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 no. I didn't know who you're gonna go with, and when we said that, I was like, okay, I think this is, will be unanimous. We'll see what McKay does. Yeah. Says, but yeah. Well, I mean, I would also say Leland after hearing that information oh, yeah, too. Totally. That's very impressive. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with what has already been said, but I'm gonna add my own plug, and I can never say the name right, but the music. Angelo Badalamente. Yeah. Yes. This, the music in this episode is flawless. And these songs haunt me and comfort me in ways I did not think would be possible. So I think the soundtrack to this episode is perfect. Music is able to do something emotionally where it's able to articulate something that cannot be articulated. Yeah. And reach something that cannot. Yeah. So Kenna, rate the episode. I give it a ten. It was really Kay. amazing. I love it. I also give it a ten. Obviously, that's two tens in a row for me, though. Really? Yeah, last week and this week. Tens. Yeah, you gave it last week, or you gave like a nine or eight. Totally understandable. I'm a fanboy. Like, well, yeah. I don't know. I love them both equally. 
equally, honestly. I like the last episode. They, they fit so perfectly one. together. Yeah. Brad. If I had a flash drive that could only hold, like, 50 hours of media, this would be one of the hours yeah. of media that I'd put into. This is... I agree. Some of the best... That's cool. It's yeah. It's 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 one of my. I mean, obviously, if TV, I had, TV's if my I had to TV show, show. Like aliens, like, and they're like, what? What do you humans got? Like, what's the best you can do? This yeah. Beyond there, like, this is the best. We I can think do. you said something important earlier where you're like, it emotionally makes sense when you're yeah. watching David Lynch. You're like, intellectually, this makes. I have no idea what's going on, but it just feels mm-hmm. right. Yeah. That's it's so important because it's so hard to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I'm gonna have a six. Okay. I'm just kidding. We're, we're all like. Uh, that was a joke. Okay. This is a this is a ten for sure. This yeah. is. Peak. Um, this is peak peaks, and uh, it's my favorite episode. I mean, I haven't seen internet. the return, but yeah. Um, my personal favorite episode. It's it's. It's it, we'll see when we rewatch them, but the f- initial run. It's this one and there's two other where I'm like, those are just like yeah. to- like like. It's the last one of this season for me, and, yeah. and the eighth one of. Well, no, it's the one that's two three. from now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it's eight of season three. Yeah. Which is the most horrifying shit I've ever seen. Yeah. Bonkers sound. Yeah. Or uh, the return is just. I just want to say right now, I know that it's it's gonna be easy for you guys to get like demystified because it's like, oh, the mystery's been solved. Yeah. But it's like we got a lot coming our way. That's gonna be really great to get. It's through. almost like David, like if you were having a conversation with someone and they were talking about you, just like something that's kind of serious, but they're trying to like kind of ease you into it. And the return is like, I'm being, I'm being yeah. serious about this. Like, yeah. I'm trying to tell you something really serious, and it is like. But I'm not gonna make it easy for you. You're gonna have hard. to work for it's it. It's like hard to watch. It's really yeah. good. Okay. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Follow us on Instagram. Send us an email. Every once in a while, if you guys ever want to. Um, I feel like I would love if people, if they catch doubles that we don't. That, yeah, like, let us know anything that we're missing. Ask us any questions. Them. Kenna now knows that Leland's the killer. Recommend media, recommend movies yeah. and stuff you want us to watch. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah.